you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Dave Damashek Football Program Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com Now here's your host, Dave Damashek Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 167 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, we're smack dab in the middle of summer. The holiday is here, Independence Day, fast approaching. And what a festive environment we have here in Studio 66. First of all, back after a week away doing this, that, and the other. The main man seated to my immediate right from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Let's not waste time on no, me. Indeed, we got, no, we got time for me later. Well, yeah, we're going to have a gridiron podcast for kids in a little while with Adam Rank and uh, Jack Youngblood, of course, uh, one of the all-time greats from the L.A. Rams, uh, one of those great defensive linemen, took over, in fact, for Deacon Jones. So mm-hmm. we'll hear his uh, reminiscences. It's a yes. hard word for me to say. But you know what I'm saying about Deacon Jones and the state of the Rams and uh, so on and so forth. Right now, though, here in Studio 66, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus 17 or so of his immediate family members, (laughs) it's Greg Schiano. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Terrific. Thanks for joining us here. I guess let's start with this. I'll throw it out to you, coach, and you can speak for the whole family. What do you like better, the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean? Well, you know, I spent my whole life on the on the, mm-hmm. on the right side on the east side so i, I have to say there but uh, i'm going to get a chance to to get into that pacific ocean here soon so i'll let you know get ready because it's cold it's much colder than the atlantic i grew up near at least every summer we would make uh, the trip out to the to the atlantic ocean in uh, in ocean city maryland area um and it was much warmer this one this uh, this will bite you a little bit bring your wetsuit yeah so uh, get ready. Yeah, these guys won't mind. I think I may <laughs> watch them from the shoreline. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and uh, where are my manners? From Handsome Hank, uh, a big 
Miami Dolphins fan. I guess that'll have, be close enough. He made some shortbread for your visit. We didn't know that uh, the whole family was coming in, so please enjoy. He made that by himself, yeah, so yeah. It, come, it was made with love. You wonder a Dolphin fan giving the Buccaneers coach yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be nervous. I, I tested taste. it. I tested it. You You're did. fine. Okay. Yeah, right. It's quite delicious. Um, well, let's start with the big news. One of the, the big stories of uh, this offseason is, of course, the makeover of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. Um, the you know the headline is of course Darrell Revis, but of course there's Deshaun Goldston. You get Jonathan Banks in the draft. What is the change for you looking at that as you go through camp last year, the state, what you saw back there, and then obviously throughout the season, and now it's arguably the best secondary in the NFL. How's how's that feel for you as you're looking at film and so on? Well, we're encouraged. You know, we're excited about the new additions for sure. We had some. Some tough situations come up last year, which I think, you know, uh, we weren't playing uh, great at the time. And then we lost a few guys, and then it really went south quickly. So, uh, you know, the additions you mentioned, you know, with Darrell and Deshaun and, and Jonathan Banks, guys that we're counting on to come in and, and do big things. And, you know, there's uh, Deshaun, he practiced all, all spring with us. But, as you know, Darrell is, mm-hmm. is rehabbing from the knee injury, so we're – we're hopeful that that's going to be all good. And Jonathan Banks is learning, just like every other rookie out there. So there's a lot of work to be done, but these guys, uh, they love football, and they're they're all about it. So I'm, I'm confident they're going to play well. Well, certainly, I mean, we always hear the rhetoric about this being a quarterback league now, but uh, really in the NFC South, that's truer than just about anywhere else. You're going to see Drew Brees and Matt Ryan and Cam Newton a total of six times, so you definitely need that. I saw you a month into the regular season last year just after the loss at home to the Redskins I was at that game I saw you in the bowels of that stadium and I was going to I was going to talk with you a little bit and a couple of uh, Buccaneers officials said leave coach alone leave coach alone. <laughs> for the best the team at that point 1 and 3 there's the little mini controversy about the other team and the victory formation and you going after that was there any doubt and and that's the one rule we have here in Studio 66 is no jive we like to be honest 1 and 3 there's some you know there's some heat on you and college ways being transferred into the pros any thought like man maybe we should have just stayed up there in jersey <laughs> no we were it was all good i mean you look at the teams we were playing they were good football teams and we were close uh close isn't good enough but you know it was an improvement we saw that things were going in the right direction and you know i think the thing that helped us a lot was getting to that bye week and kind of regrouping as a, as a team and organization and just taking a deep breath and say okay we're close but how do we get over the hump and then being able to play good football for a little bit after that was i think critical to you know the guys believing and, and moving the thing forward um, and, you know, when you go into Tampa Bay, they, they're coming off of a so-called players coach in Raheem Morris. What is that like on a human level? To me, I would be petrified to walk in and say, hey, everybody here, 50-some-odd of you guys, I'm in charge and you're going to do it my way. But especially going in with, like I say, off of a players coach, is it kind of tough to go in there and be like, hey, the uh, the fun times are over. No more country club here. <laughs> I'm laying down the law. Is that rough the first day, the first week, the first month? Well, you know, tell you the truth, at that point, things had gone kind of rough, you know, and the season ended poorly for them, and uh, guys were looking for a change. Now, I don't know if they were looking for that big of a change, <laughs> but uh, as we got going, guys uh, really did a great job of buying in and working extremely hard. We have a, a tremendous strength coach in Jay Butler, and that's really the first thing that they were exposed to, and uh, it was a lot different. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that uh, the guys saw over time is the benefits that, that the hard work and the structure and all that stuff, that it does pay off. And 
as they get more and more familiar, then, uh, as you guys know, then you, you don't have to keep it so tight either. So it goes both ways. When you come in and you take over a job like that, is there a three-year plan? Is there a five-year plan? Because the NFL, it seems like your fortunes can turn just that quickly. When you're coming in, how, how long do you think it's going to take for you to turn that around? You know, I really don't put the time limit on it because it's a win win now league. So uh, we're trying to win. To, we were trying to win yesterday. Um, you know, I think we did some things our first off season. You know, some acquisitions that really helped, and without a doubt, we did it again this year. So you know, with Mark Dominic, our GM, and, and everybody involved, I think uh, there's a commitment from winning from the top down, from the Glazier family down, and that's that's the most important thing. And that's what I sensed when I interviewed with them is, you know, they're very serious about winning and winning championships, and uh, that's why I thought it was a great situation. And talk about your strategy, because as Dave mentioned, you know, you go up against a lot of great quarterbacks, but it seems like with the way you've built your defense now, and you got Doug Martin there, it seems to me you're kind of trying to shorten the games, like really pound the ball. Do you have to take that approach against those high-powered offenses? You know, maybe at the beginning, but I I think our offense is pretty high-powered as well. So what I'm hoping for is this year, second year in the system, Josh being involved in the system for, uh, you know, his second go-around with the emergence of Doug Martin and, uh, you know, um, with Vincent Jackson on the outside and Mike Williams, we have some threats too. So we're going to do some different tempos as well offensively, which I think are going to give us a chance to uh, really expose some things on our opponent's defense. And looking forward to being able to do that as well as be able to pull it off and, and slow the game down when we want to. Yeah, between Freeman and now Mike Glennon as well, you really have the ability to push the ball downfield if you want to do it that way. But, of course, uh, we remember watching you at Rutgers with Ray Rice and uh, that ground-and-pound kind of style there. Do we do, do you anticipate, because uh, like I said earlier, everybody talks, about oh, it's a quarterback league, you got to be able to throw. Do you anticipate that at some point it's going to swing back? It, I mean, that's it seems like NFL football, it's about that those ebbs and flows. Will it turn back to the running game at some some point you know i don't think i think the the game is set up you know some rule changes the game is set up for for offenses to throw the football mm-hmm. and uh you know as as you take away there's less practice time where people are actually hitting each other now so you know run run blocking and, and the run game takes repetitions it's a physical style of play so i think the teams that can can stay proficient with the limited amount of practice you're allowed to do in pads i think are going to have an advantage now you still have to be able to push the ball down the field, and that's a big part of what we do. You know, we want to we want to throw the ball and get chunks of yardage, and and that's kind of how we we do things. Is is it uh, because we've asked every single person in here um, since 2012? By the end of November, the rhetoric had kicked in that as we were watching Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson and RG3 set the league on fire with the spread option or pistol or whatever you want to call it, we started to hear from the old school, ah, the defensive coordinators will solve that in the offseason and, and they'll be able to at least marginalize. You're not going to see a ton of spread option going forward. What do you think? Is it is it something that you can solve defensively or, or, or is it essentially like trying to stop the option? If uh, from a defensive perspective in the college game, is it forcing a defender to make that choice, and he has to? It's he's at the point there, and he has to make the players. There's something philosophical you can do defensively to stop it entirely. Well, it certainly makes you play assignment defense, you know, and that's the reason for option football. And this is just option football by a you know a little different design. Uh, you know, the big conversation is will they will will it stick in the NFL because you're jeopardizing your quarterback mm-hmm. when he runs the football. I think it will. I think what's happening is so many of the college kids that are coming out, that's what they're ready to do. So if you're going to take some of those great quarterbacks and and translate them into the NFL game, you need to be willing to do some of that stuff. I think the the biggest thing that is lost is you don't have to do it a lot 
for it to be a real pain in the rear end for every hmm. defensive team. You only have to do it four or five times a game, but then defensively you have to prepare for that, especially when you have a guy like Kaepernick who you make one mistake and he's faster than everybody else on the field. He's going to mm-hmm. run away from you. You know, you got a guy like RG3 who does the same thing. Um, so I do think it's here to stay. I think it will, you know, as you watch those teams, they, they kind of did it a little bit more and then pulled off, did it a little bit more and pulled off, you know, just protecting their quarterback but making you defend it just enough. Will Tampa fans get to see number five doing some more of that? With uh, five's capable, well, you never know. <laughs> and what do you like to call the uh, the guy behind him there? What? Because what, he has a lot of nicknames. None of them exactly stuck. What's your favorite nickname for Doug Martin? Uh, I stay off that one because Doug doesn't like the the one that everybody calls him. We we like well, to he, call him Doug. That's a, that's a good one for us. <laughs> well, he came on our show Fantasy Live and he was bemoaning the fact that he was the muscle hamster. He did. I don't like this nickname, and so I think it was Coach you. Just told you he doesn't like to say that. I and then know. He throw it I'm not. I'm not saying that you he's didn't saying say it. it. You're just no, saying it saying. came up. Right? So Dave right. gave him an opportunity, and you would figure like hamsters the thing that he doesn't like. He goes, "I like beast hamster." Like, wait, you're not changing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody now, you have everybody out here on the East Coast, um, and uh, what, what we're thinking about road trips. It's summertime. What is? Say, you're a Jersey guy. I'm expecting Bruce Springsteen here. We're cobbling together our best songs for a road trip. Contribute one. Anybody anybody can say, if you want to lead the way, if anybody else in the family wants to throw one in, we'll add it to our list. The best road trip songs. You've spent plenty of time recruiting on the road, so you must uh, like turning on the radio, right? It'd have to be Springsteen. Probably. I knew it, born, I knew to, it. born to run. Yeah, born <laughs> to run. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to argue with you about that one. Um, another thing we've been talking about uh, is, the, and we're going to get to this in just a second here, I got a great uh, tweet earlier in the week asking me if the Pro Bowl weren't conducted by conference, rather than by division, which division would be the best? I think the NFC South has a has a real shot here. I don't get that whole concept. What are you going to have? Still have one game. One game. Well, I mean, well, well, now we're going to have to do a bracket style. It's going to be a tournament. Of course, now no one's ever going to do this. But it's just fun. Good luck pulling that one. It's July. (laughs) These are the things you talk about. We don't. You you know, we can we can talk NBA free agency (laughs) if you'd prefer. But uh, what 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 do you think? Who who would have the best conference there in terms of talent? Well, I'm going to have to go with the NFC South. If I don't, I'm crazy. Right? Yeah, you want, you might anger some other right. teams or some other players. You don't want to get into that, right? Well, like you said earlier, there's some great talent in that division, and uh, especially under the under the center, those quarterbacks are, are are second to none in our in our division. So, yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, not too bad. Although I think I'm going to go NFC North. We'll talk NFC about it further, North? but I like oh, Aaron Rodgers, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Adrian Peterson in the backfield, Doug Mar. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Forte. See, Matt you Forte's got... my third down back. That might be pretty good. I'd like to see you stop that. I like the lineup. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll uh, maybe the next visit we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that one. Last question for you, Coach. Actually, I ask the whole family this one. Creamsicle or pewter? It's it's the question. I ask it to every Buccaneer, you know, Warren Sapp. He went pewter, but most guys go with the creamsicle. How say you, Coach? I like the pewter. I do. Mm-hmm. Good. The, the, the creamsicle is great for the uh, throwback day, but uh, I like the pewter. Yeah, it, it says something about our psychology or about uh, about the way we – about how our brain operates. Everybody pines for the creamsicle yes. now, don't they? Oh, we need to go back to that. Everybody couldn't stand it when, it, when they were wearing it back then. It's right? like when you buy a DVD of an 80s TV show. You want to go back and watch Land of the Lost because you romanticize how great it was. Then you watch it and you're like – I found this entertaining. Yeah, that was fine to yeah. see once. We don't need to see it again for another year. 
I hear you. Grass is always green. <laughs> and plus, it's much more rugged. All right. Well, listen. We'll let you guys go. Enjoy Southern California. Enjoy the Pacific Ocean. Be prepared. Like I say, it's chilly, but delightful just the same. Have a good time out here, and good luck in uh, 2013, Coach. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Well, that was nice, Rank. That was a first for us here in 66 to see not just the man walk through the door, but the entire family. He brought them all out. This is a family show. You see, this is what I like. He didn't do this literally, but it's what I always say to you and I, what I always encourage people to do here on the DD football program. I'll do do as I do. I unbuckle my pants. I drop Whoa. the I drop it and I stand nude. That's it. That's what Shiano did figuratively. You see, he didn't have any secrets from us. That's what I encourage you to do. And the man walking through the door right now, all the way from England, here he is, everybody, the Miami Dolphins biggest fan and of course the baker of nice uh, of nice pastries. It's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed, thank you, Dave. But I am actually going to keep my pants on today, if that's okay with you. So thank be you. it. And but but are you? You must be over the moon. Did you see Coach Chiano and family on the way out the door? They all enjoyed some of your shortbread. They did. I was kind of disappointed they didn't actually leave any for me. I thought the whole thing would be this one would be some type of sharing experience. But what happened is I arrive here. He's leaving. He doesn't think mm-hmm. to thank me, partly because you didn't tell him it was me that it, that had made it for you. And I didn't get it left any. Untrue. I did at least give you credit for having made it. I didn't claim that I made your short. What did I just finish saying? That would be counter to me being nude and and standing okay. figuratively before everybody to take credit for your fine pastry. Perhaps he yeah. didn't draw the parallel between the guy who he didn't speak to on the way out and the person who who baked him baked goods. Well, if you would have spoke to him because he knew our English homepage editor was the one who made it. That would have given it away. On his bachelor days, you're you're home right. alone, and this is how you spend your time was with baked goods. Yeah, the family all has departed across the uh, Atlantic Ocean. N- not strictly speaking true. Well, he was worried. Shiano was worried that it, they might have been poisoned because I did tell him you were a Dolphins fan. Right. And so he was confused wh- about whether or not it was a safe move to do that. Anyway, I'm not surprised that he would choose the NFC South when asked the question, if the Pro Bowl were reconfigured to not be by conference, rather by division, which division would win? He has to do that for his division. But now I throw it out to you, fellas. And by the way, it's a it's a good tweet. It, it came in from Ed Bargzi. He uh, he tweeted, like I say, the the question for you and the fellas at the DDFP: Who do you think would win that? And he goes with the NFC West. That is a good choice there. I like the North, as I say. The NFC North, Aaron Rodgers, Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte is my third down back. My twin pass rushers are Clay Matthews and Jared Allen, and then uh, B.J. Raji and Indomitian Sue on the inside. This seems like a good – how are you going to beat this all-star team? Well, if you're talking about defenses, the NFC West probably has the best collection of talent there. I think the West has the best D. 
Well, the defense, I mean, you could just blend the Niners and Seahawks and you'd be in good shape. But well, then Patrick you, Peterson. I like Stoy Peterson as well. Right. You I throw, like Darrell Washington, too. Darrell Washington. You start throwing, right. So if you go Richard. Calais you, Campbell. What if you, go Dar- if you go Richard Sherman, you go Dick Sherman and uh, and Patrick Peterson. That's pretty dynamite. And then, of course, then you could go Chris Long as your pass rusher, as, as, uh, as a good pass rusher. You have Earl Thomas defense. as your safety. Yeah. Well, I Justin Smith and Olden Smith there. The defense is fantastic. The offense isn't bad either. You got Wilson or Kaepernick at quarterback. Well, who's the Lynch. choice there? We have to choose a starting QB there. I'll let them fight it out in training camp. All right, good. But for you, you got no. Marshawn Lynch along with Larry Fitzgerald and Percy Harvin. And you basically could just and then again you just uh, combine the San Francisco and Seattle O lines, mm-hmm. and that's going to be dynamite. That might be better. That might be better. Although the the pass catcher is not as impressive. Although Vernon Davis, you have Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald. second best wide receiver in the game. Right. Percy Harvin. I'm thinking it through. I'm trying to figure it out here. NFC East isn't bad too. They're well, not no bad. team, not no 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 division is going to be terrible. They're all going to be good. The question is who would win it all? Handsome Hank, do you want to try to make a case for your home team, as it were? The, for the AFC, AFC East. East. I, don't, I honestly, I would, I'd like to, and that's obviously where my mind went to first. But I don't believe I can make a good case. That you would have Tom Brady. I would have Tom Brady. That would be about. Um, you would have uh, Gronkowski probably playing at tight end. I think you, I think you'd be able to gel together some offensive lines. C.J. Spiller would be, be the running bad. back. C.J. Spiller could be your running back. I think probably. Would um, any it, Jet be on that team? It'd be a third down back. Spiller would be the third down back. He doesn't even necessarily like start on well who's team. your feature back then featured back steven ridley no no cj spiller miller's a year away from being that that's a bad yeah. team that's a bad so that's the good... east would be a bad team i'll go to my hometown uh, my home uh division as it were i'll go with afc north so we go roethlisberger as the quarterback mm-hmm. or flacco no we'll go with roethlisberger <laughs> as the quarterback or the guy who just won the Super Bowl. A.J. Green. Super Bowl MVP. A.J. Green and Torrey Smith are my two receivers. So, so that's Flacco, pretty good. Green, Smith. Yep. Not bad. Ray Rice in the backfield, right? That would be the best running back in the division. Or maybe Trent Richardson, but I guess we'll go with Ray, Ray Rice, Rice yep. there. Yep. The defense should be able to piece together into something pretty mm-hmm. good, but that wouldn't win it. Peyton Manning's division, you'd have Demarius Thomas and maybe Dwayne Bowe, I guess. Okay, you're going the Broncos. Take Decker of a bow, honestly. The, the Broncos offense with Jamal Charles. Or Welker. Yeah, probably that's about right. Actually, you have the pieces from the Chiefs defense, too, that would be pretty good. But, yeah, you have the Raiders. They are indeed a black hole of talent. So yeah. I don't know how many guys they would contribute. And the Chargers wouldn't really put that many guys into it either. Mm-mm. So, all nope. right, that division's out. Maybe Weddle. Boy, this whole AFC. What's any of the teams good? So let's go to the South then. You'd have Arian Foster in the backfield. You'd have Andrew Luck as your QB, I guess. Correct. Yes. Kenny Britt is one receiver. Reggie Wayne, Reggie I Wayne. think. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Wayne. Cecil Shorts. Eh, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll. Uh, oh, Andre Johnson. Uh, you'd have yes. Andre yep. Johnson. Day, yeah. yeah, so that would be pretty good. And the defense would be. I mean, boy, not a lot on the Colts. The Texans would contribute a couple of guys. J.J. Watt, for sure. The Jags, blech. And the Titans, blech. All right, the whole AFC, we've just ruled out an entire conference. There you go. So now it boils down to, and then the NFC East, who's the QB there? RG3. Go RG3. I, th- I think so. And then we're going Alfred Morris in the backfield. Wait, RG3 is your quarterback? 
Over I, uh, what, versus didn't you, what? Mike you just, Vick in a couple weeks Eli. ago, weren't you saying that Eli, Eli three or Eli that the I think the Redskins got a good competition there? Yeah, just a couple of weeks it ago, depends you said what Eli. offense we're going to run. I haven't decided. I haven't even hired a head coach yet. I don't know. LaShawn McCoy's in your backfield as well. Oh yeah, 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 Definitely yeah, yeah. Start. See, this is this is why this is unwise to do this off the top of uh, off of my head because I'm I'm clearly must be missing people. But right, okay. So but Shady that's why McCoy. You have us here to help that's you, right Dave. to flesh it out. Boy, how about that? Shady McCoy and RG3 Three. in the same back. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Yep. Deshaun Jackson might get on the Victor field. Cruz. Don't sleep. No, Hakeem Nix. Well, Nix is better Cruz than Cruz. Would be your, he would be your slot receiver. I hear what Rank's saying, though. Eli, though. You know, here's the thing about Eli Manning. You're correct, Rank. No, you're... <laughs> No, you're correct. But let me just say, I have long held Eli Manning is better, but... What have I said over and over again here on this show? I have a lot of creeds, as you know. One mm-hmm. of my creeds was taught to me by the late, great Jerry Orbeck at the end of Dirty Dancing. What does he say to Patrick Swayze at the end? He says, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Well, that's the same thing Dave Damashek does. And I talk to a lot of football players doing that Top 100 show. They all say the same thing. Eli's success is owed to the fact that defenses don't plan against him. It's not as though they think going into big games against the Giants, boy, we got to do whatever we can to take away Eli's strengths. They don't fear him the way they do top-tier quarterbacks. He is able to succeed because they're looking at other things out on the field. They're trying to take away Hakeem Nix. They're trying to take away the running game more than they are Eli Manning. You know, versus, versus when you play Tom Brady, it's all about Tom Brady. What are we mm-hmm. going to do to to slow Tom Brady going in against the Giants? And they consistently, the players who play against Eli Manning and Tom Brady and everybody else said the same thing. Eli's not scaried us. We don't go into the game afraid that he's going to beat us. And that because it's not a matter of uh, psychology letting your guard down. It's a matter of just game plan. They don't. The, everything isn't tailored to to thwart the, the great Eli Manning. So I, it, so I'm going to downgrade him a little bit. When okay. I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Isn't taking away Victor Cruz or taking away Hakeem Nix taking away Eli Manning? It I don't, I don't is, necessarily understand. You the, understand uh, my point. Don't I you? do you don't understand un- your point, but I don't understand the defensive players or right, maybe my distinction but they, of but when you're talking about like when tom brady was winning super bowls he was doing it with anonymous receivers right somewhat you know with Dion branch and troy brown and guys like that and tom brady was still making it work but he was the guy that you have to stop mm-hmm. where eli i don't think that eli's not going to roll into a, a team with and suddenly average win. receivers right. and, and then make them and i think it's reasonable to say then boy eli really locks in on hakeem nicks if you make that if you disrupt that uh relationship then you will disrupt their ability to throw the ball period um all right so listen i like this subject quite a bit and thanks for the tweet i'm gonna call it our tweet of the week in fact but um so congratulations. That comes with zero prize, but just the same. It's it's a good one. I like that. So it comes down to. Well, wait, we didn't talk the, about the NFC South. The NFC South, the defense is dicey. And then the I think, no, dicey, because but- like we were just talking about with Shiano, you have that second. Just take Tampa Bay secondary mm-hmm. period, pretty much. But the offense could could score you a lot of points. Breeze with Julio Jones and Roddy White. Right. Steve Smith's going to get on the field at some Jimmy, point, you think? Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham is your tight end. They right. could do the two tight end thing with Jimmy Graham Tony and Tony, Gonza- yep. Tony Gonzalez. I'd like to get Cam out there sometime if I, if that's okay. Goal you know? line situations. Yeah. Yep. 
That is pretty good. And you have Luke Keekley from that team yes. now in the middle. middle linebacker for sure, yeah. That's pretty good. Sean Weatherspoon from the Falcons. I think the so AFC, I think, you know, they so can forget they can the NFC. It it's embarrassing, really. That that it's really, really, it's really shame weird. on you. It's like, yikes. You guys are not that good. Um, yeah, so to me, it but what and are we discarding the East then? They kind wouldn't of. be as good as the other yeah. three? I think so. Best defense, definitely NFC West. Zero question about that. I mean, it would be really hard to score. A lot of it's going to kind of gel. But can you do? Can you have a better offense though than than uh, than the, at least the skill position wise than the the North? That's I mean that's a yes. prohibitive favorite in that one. No, Aaron it's close R- enough. Rogers, Peterson. How about Calvin. his my third? And they Calvin, have the best players at their position. Aaron Rodgers is the best at his, right? Peterson's well, the best at his, and Calvin Johnson's the best at his. That's it. I mean, how, how do you beat that one? Peterson. Brandon Marshall, by the way, is the most undervalued guy. I'm starting to consider him maybe the most underrated player in you're the just, NFL. Just I feel like people all those don't like jobs him. he used to have. Like he's just he's not underrated. It's just that people remember those jobs. Well, this all reminds me, and we'll, we'll continue this conversation. We have got to figure this out a little bit. But drop me a line, your thoughts uh, on Twitter, or use the hashtag DDFP, and then we'll all get it. Me and Black Tie and Rank and the Handsome Hank. We'll all get a look at it. As, so that's hashtag DDFP. Let us know who would win this uh, this thing if we reconfigured the Pro Bowl to be, rather than conference, by division, what team would win that. But all right, so mentioning Brandon Marshall reminds me to uh, to promote a couple things that are out on NFL.com. Rank's movie bracket is uh, his football bracket is uh, pair is, is uh, whittling down now to the uh, very finest football movies in history. Make sure you check that out and vote on that. Uh, Handsome Hank has the most underrated and overrated Miami Dolphins up on the page right now. And Brandon Marshall, you mentioned, is the mo- one of the more overrated Dolphins ever. I did, yes. And, I, I mean, I want to clarify because it was difficult doing this for the Dolphins. They don't have a lot of players who you can actually say are genuinely overrated. So the guys that I selected are more, more people who had hype when they arrived there. So Brandon Marshall is on that list. Bill Parcells is a guy that I chose for that list, and it's really guys, you know, who, when they arrived as a Dolphins fan, everyone was very excited about what they might bring, and the outcome was less than successful. It's funny. Well, Rank and I also did uh, a video companion for the written part of it, and we did uh, one underrated, one overrated, and we went with for overrated Mercury Morris, and I saw you listed that. It is funny. You know, all those years of Marino— I uh, it's that's one of those positions in sports that is iconic for the wrong reasons. People love to say there's no more pressure pack position than cowboy of the Dallas Cow. I mean, uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I you know the Philadelphia Flyers goalie is just perennially lousy. Ever since Bernie Perron, they've they've had a tough time ever even having a good goalie for one season. Ron Hextall and uh, the late Pelly Lindbergh, notwithstanding, I'll tell you the. Uh, Running back for Miami Dolphins. That's a pretty tough spot ever since the Larry Zonka days. True? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the guys. I can, you know, off the top of my head, the guys who, who the Dolphins brought in with Marino, there was Woody Bennett, Lorenzo Hampton, Sammy right. Smith, Troy Stradford, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Latterly, um, the great um, Cecil, uh, the Diesel, um, Got arrested. Yeah, David Overstreet. David Overstreet, a uh, tragic story. The best one was Tony but Nathan, right? Tony Nathan was very good, and he actually, Jesse Eggler, who did the, uh, the Dolphins' underrated list, had him on as one of his underrated What players. was the guy's name? Lamar Smith, right? Lamar Smith. Lamar they, Smith they had a nice year, too. From, well, it was basically one year. 
He had that great um, run in the overtime to win the game. You uh, regrettably uh, had Thurman game. Thomas. Thurman Thomas for a few weeks. Yeah, that was no good. Uh, that that didn't work out so well. I mean, it didn't. It just it didn't happen. But is that the worst position in sports? I mean, no, that's like I, I say, know. it's You've right got, up there. And then you got like, I mean, Bears quarterback. Yeah, Bears is one haven't of those had a ones. great quarterback in seemingly forever. Cutler's close. Cutler's on the. I mean, certainly you wouldn't call him great at this point. But yeah. it, but that's more debilitating. You know, you can get away with having serviceable but not great running backs for a long time. And look, the Dolphins. Let's did. keep they it to NFL. Playoffs. Hashtag that one. What's the most? Uh, what's the most unfulfilled, perpetually unfulfilled position in the NFL by, for a, a particular team? Saying that uh, you know the Dolphins can't find a running back as a for instance there. Well, yeah. Reggie Bush was Running. all right. That was maybe he's the he's best. He's right, but that's what I mean. You can get by with those type of guys for you know a couple of years and then move on. You can't if you're the Bears. And look, we, you've talked a lot in the past about who are the worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. The name that often goes missing in that conversation is Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon, not a great passer, not a great quarterback. He got them to a Super Bowl. That team was better, though, when he played. Right. I mean, First if he if he would have been on that '86 team, I think that they might have had a shot. That's something Rank and I have talked about a lot too. Is talk about history, and we like to do the NFL and play the butterfly effect. And what if this one moment had gone right. a little bit differently? If Charles Martin of the Packers doesn't spike Jim McMahon on his shoulder, the Bears maybe win another Super Bowl, and then history regards them completely differently. That's true. Um, so, all right. The Browns so, at quarterback are another one. They just seemingly haven't had a good one. Bernie Kosar was good pretty one. good. Well, he's the best of the bunch there. Yeah. Going back uh, to Otto Graham and how far back. And he's back not a Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Bernie Kosar is no Hall of Famer. <laughs> so, um, the Jets at quarterback, too. They've had some problems. Yep. Yep. Ken O'Brien, probably the best since Namath. All right, so to, so listen, hashtag us that one, too. That's another fun one to, to kibitz about here. They call it the off-season. We're, we're not struggling for stuff to talk no, about. No, indeed, and uh, also at NFL.com right now, like you say, uh, uh, Handsome, we're not struggling because we have the uniform bracket for all of time. What we've done is we've taken the 32 uniforms, the primary uniforms for all 32 teams, plus – me, as the uniform monitor, I sat down and I scratched out my favorite throwback for each of the 32 teams as well. 64 in total. Go and vote. Now, you've heard me say it before. I'll say it again now. I'm partial to the NFL playoff system, but that would have uh, that would have excluded far too many. So we went with the broad bracket, 64. Go in there, vote between now and the fifth to get through the first round. And anybody who has any taste, if you have two eyeballs and a sense of fashion, you know that the Pittsburgh Steelers, seated number two in the present-day AFC bracket, are way, way, way better than the current San Diego Chargers. And yet, the Chargers are apparently neck and neck with the Steelers right now. And hear me now, believe me later, I will remove any association. I will, I, I will denounce this list publicly if the if the 2013 Chargers defeat the 2013. 13 Let Pittsburgh me go uh, put my vote in for the Chargers. I mean, that's an outrage. Dave, that would I've, be an I've outrage got a suggestion. That, that would be an outrage. I've got a suggestion, Dave. Yes. To, in order to effectively promote this uh, uh, uniform bracket that mm-hmm. you, you've done, you should probably give the link. You could you could tell people where they can go to. NFL.com. Slash greatest, greatest uni. uni. Yeah, I looked that up. Greatest uni. Rank asked me earlier today. I didn't know the I answer. had no clue. No, I didn't know. But listen, I'm punchy. Why? Because I wanted, I w- I wanted to. Tweet it out to get people to look at it, and they just couldn't condescend to even remember what I it was. I didn't know what it was. Why? I have, I, if I don't know, I don't know. You were just promoting it on NFL AM. All right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
I went into the NFL AM, delightful people over there. It was early, and so I'm a little out of it right now. I'm a little <laughs> off my game. Oh. Well, I, I tell you what, at 8 a.m. this morning, you were, at, you were I, in midday four. What a martyr Dave is. He I'm got not a, a martyr. He got I up just early saying, to be on TV. Congratulations. I'm just telling what you. What a that, trooper. Listen. Shout out, Worthy. When the world was designed, it was they they covered part of it in under the cloak of night. We weren't supposed to be awake then, you see? We weren't supposed to be waking up. Let's give it, you know Why what? do you think they made it dark when it, when, when, when you're sleeping? Cause yeah. they, cause they, so your eyes stay closed. When the sun comes oh, out, for- open them up. Well, I don't like waking up. That's, I'm going against nature. I don't, I don't wanna, like doing that. I don't want to steal George Wallace's bit, but I want to give a shout-out to Dave for getting up early. Sure, there's a <laughs> lot of people, police officers, firefighters, who have to work around the clock, but Dave had to get up early to be on television. Shout-out shout out to, to him. That's a shot at me, Rank. I'm, I'm not appreciating that. What do you mean? But... <laughs> How is... It's time for Black Tie shout-out soon. We're going to get to that in just a second. Last week, though, I do want to encourage everybody to go back, dig up uh, last week's podcast. We had good fun with Kirk Cousins. Nice fella. And then Jamal Charles came into Studio 66. A swell, swell guy. Really enjoyed him. Hey. Pe- I got to get in his playbook every day. Yeah, there he is. See, some people, a lot of people tweeted me, boy, he was very soft-spoken, and I guess he was. He was, a, he was a demure sort of fella initially, but then, as you could just plainly hear, he loosened up quite a bit. And had he a, came ready to play. Yeah. He ain't ready. He ain't ready to play. Look, I like how Black Tie sets up his own drops that he's creating. Yeah. <laughs> thing. I like that. He, oh, he came ready. He ain't ready. Yeah, you ain't ready yeah, to play. See, I, see, I know Black Tie well enough to know that I have to leave space for him to go back and play it a right. second time. When he has real affection for a drop, he wants to get it in twice. Do you think the, he could get it in three times? I bet he could. Is he ready to play? Oh, look at that. Yeah. The hi-hat from We're Black straight. Tie. Good. Very good. <laughs> I was close, though. I was that close to playing it. Um, we also we took callers, which was fun. We heard from people from around the globe. The Czech Republic knows no borders. Mm-hmm. And so we, we uh, listened in on some of that. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. Uh, Neil Dutton, who turned out to be a big fan of a lot of things, Adam Rank especially. And oh, Oak. yeah, Rank. Yes. Did you hear about this? Yes, you guys. You, you didn't listen me. to the podcast, but you but you heard about this. You robbed me, of course, because Neil Dutton and I talked about it <laughs> afterwards. We said, well, well, before you interrupted, I was setting up another drop, but I'll just go ahead and play it. Go ahead. Fancy lifestyle bread. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's the company you keep. You and that's stale why bread, right? Neil Dutton was defending his, uh, his Love taste of pretzels. for pretzels. Pretzels I are actually like stale bread. Um, that's yeah. his voice. Very nice. Yeah, it was fun to hear from him, one of uh, the great citizens in the Czech Republic. Um, and then also we started doing Twitter. Uh, we, we, at some, I don't know what we should call it. Maybe we'll call it Follow the Tweeter or something. When there are rivalries, you know, last week, Warren Sapp, our pal, and Michael Strahan, not our pal, they had a little bit of a public feud over who was better and so on and so forth. And Tiki Barber got involved anyway. So we put it to, we said, let's settle it the way modern day rivalry should be settled. Who has more Twitter followers? Because that's really what, what the world comes down to now. So why don't we get back to that real quick? We actually realized that The Rock has more followers than Channing Tatum, and which which was then turned into a poll because... Damashek, you said Channing Tatum was a bigger action movie star, and I said no. No, 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 no. And we took no, that no, to no, the no, poll, no, no, no. and it was a landslide for no, The no, Rock. No, 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 I did not say Channing Tatum was a bigger action star. I said he is a bigger star in show business. Oh, my That's what goodness I said. gracious. You there think Rock's no... a bigger star? Of course. Thank you. Adam Rank wasn't here to back me up, wow. although I am r- worried that Adam Rank is agreeing with me, but he is right. I, listen, like, I, like I'm going to be touting that I agree with you. 
Like, this isn't a proud moment for me either, because its street does go both ways. The <laughs> rank was prouder of the association with stale bread. Yes. Now, listen. The, uh, the how Ro- do you figure okay. that The Rock okay. is a bigger, for show, I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about movie Hold making. The phone. Movies. Wrestling is part of show business. I'm All right, I'm talking about break movies. I'm talking about movies. Still a, break, still a bigger action star, because that, I, I, okay, wait. I, no, I'm not talking about action stars. I'm talking about oh, movie stars. He's, he's a, a bigger he's movie a, star. He's a bigger leader. He does, he does children's movies, too. He does. Uh, you might think those movies like The Tooth Fairy and uh, The Game Plan are ridiculous. Parents buy those for their kids, so then those children become fans of The Rock. Whether and you like him or not, he's in those it movies. It has nothing to do with whether or not I like him. I'm, tell- I'm saying this. My assertion is this. If you said to big studio executives, all right, listen, you can have Channing Tatum or the rock and after that we'll figure out what the what the particulars of the picture are even going to be but we'll we'll start with that who do you want in your movie the i rock. guarantee you they would say Channing Tatum. That's wrong. Let's look at the That's movies wrong. they're leading right now. That's currently, not the, true. Currently the rock is filming Hercules so he's leading that obviously he uh was co-leading or leading Fast and Furious 6 which was a big hit. He led or took over leading GI Joe from Channing Tatum because that flopped first time around. <laughs> You're not floating GI Joe well, as no, part of your I'm, argument. No, no, it is because it's still it's still entertainment. It's still part of making money. They and took well, over Tatum, who who led the first movie because the first movie was terrible. He took over it in the second movie and Magic far. Mike. White House. Okay, that was all right. White House Down, but that was also like a biopic. White House Down, which just came out this past weekend, flopped. Fourth. fourth I blame Jamie Fox office. for that. With Jamie Foxx, with the star power of summertime, it flopped. It's he's not all right. So be it. Does so, Channing Tatum get credit for being in Star Trek? He was in Star Trek, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. That was Chris Pine. I know he would. Wait known. a minute. He hasn't seen any. Oh, wait. He hasn't seen any movies. In the he's past not in six Star years. Trek. He is not in Star Trek. The I one that know. came out in two thousand nine. He is not in Star Trek. That's Chris Pine. Speaking of okay. the main guy, yeah, no, I don't Hold as, on. as an outsider as well, I've got to tell you, and especially it's good to, good oh, to it was talk Chris about Hemsworth. It this week. In, my bad. My Hemsworth bad. is his dad, yes, who plays Thor. Yes, he's not in Star Trek. In early July, it's good to talk about it. To me, The Rock embodies everything about America. Well, Shiny that's... white teeth, big, meaty, hunky guy. Um, he's perfect. All right, listen, so be it. I'm happy. Yeah, I agree with you, handsome Hank. And so, listen, I don't. Uh, Channing Tatum to me. Well, he was the sexiest man on the face of the earth by People Magazine. That's got to be. That's got to count for something. Between what you just said, uh, what I said, I think it's probably time to move on. Let's move yeah. on. Let's so let's do well. Let's not move on. Let's go, let's just to keep this uh, keep this alive. I like these uh, these Twitter battles here. So let's go. Let's do Jamal Charles black tie. Let's use our new friend, and we just sat him down in the sports car. We had a wonderful time driving around the streets. Autograph seekers came up to him, which was weird. How about that? Jamal Charles. Isn't that a big upset that a kid came up to Jamal Charles in L.A.? He's a Texas Longhorn and a Kansas City Chief. And uh, some kid came up to him and got his autograph. I thought that was kind of neat. It speaks well of L.A. The kid knew who he was? Yeah. I thought that was cool. The power of television. Um, So, all right. Jamal Charles. I guess we all understand Adrian Peterson, the top 100 list not surprisingly, revealed him to be the number one player as voted on by his uh, his peers. I would go Aaron Foster, but he's no longer on Twitter. He was he was a great. That's why. Though. Yeah. So I I was just going to say Jamal Charles is in the running. Ray Rice is in the running. We'll exclude him. I'll, I'll let's leave him out. Jamal Charles, 
and Shady uh, and Shady McCoy because we asked Jamal Charles if he could be because all the whole controversy about not Kadra but the race Shady McCoy versus uh, Mike Vick. Jamal Charles, we were talking, who's the fastest on his team. He laughed. Of course, he's the fastest. So let's see who has more Twitter followers, Shady McCoy or Jamal Charles. Rank, I start with you. Jamal Charles. You think Jamal Charles? Yes. Are you cheating? Rank probably checked. Do not look yeah. on the... Yes, I checked. Uh, well, you might have. Why? What's man. your reason? Why do you think Jamal Charles has more than Shady McCoy? Isn't Shady McCoy, wouldn't you say LaShawn McCoy is probably a little bit more popular? No, because Jamal Charles, like Dave said, played for Texas. Big fan base there. I think the Chiefs fans have really good fans, or the Chiefs have great fans. Yeah, two big fan bases. Handsome Hank, I'll say you. Sometimes this can be influenced by the types of conversations that these players have on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I can remember back, I think it was around Super Bowl time, um, Shady McCoy got himself in a small amount of trouble on Twitter. And, and, you know, the likes of Deadspin and, and those types of people discovered it and and it, it, i have a feeling that that might have influenced it and i think with mccoy is going to have more i'll tell you i really had not thought about this until uh, until i spit it out there and rank you're exactly right about the texas thing that should uh be a big audience but but handsome you have to be right because he's had feuds with new york giants which taps into the biggest market there is and that whole feud in nfc east and rivalry i'm gonna go with uh, shady mccoy Oh, that makes sense. It's good points, good points. And to add on to that as well, he also had the Vic race, which sort of was a big deal for a couple of days, him mm-hmm. and Vic racing as well. Um, I would say that about Texas, him, Jamal Charles going to Texas, what, he's been in the league, what, But you know the years? answer. Wait, hold on. I'm, All right. I'm reviewing your reasoning. Oh, okay. He was in Texas about, what, three, four years ago? Twitter was around, but maybe not Five as. Five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. Yes, exactly. So I don't know if that's if that counts, but let's check it out. And turns out that actually, whoa, this is actually a shocker and a big shocker too. Lashawn McCoy, 185 followers, or 85,000 followers, and Jamal Charles, oddly enough, has exactly 682,000 followers. Wow! wow. What surprising. a huge upset! Even though Lashawn McCoy has tweeted more, and still tweets, as you know, his last tweet was 17 hours ago. Maybe it works against him then. Maybe the Giants fans snub him. They all refuse to follow him. Maybe they shut him out. Big surprise. Bitterly. All right. Landslide. Do another one for us. All right. Uh, you guys know NBA free agency got kicked, started on Monday. So a lot of Lakers and Laker contingents and fans trying to get Dwight to stay. Hashtag stay D12. I don't Not all of them. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be all of them. But uh, one of the guys who's leading the charge, Kobe Bryant, he was pretty much not great to Dwight all season. All of a sudden, he's Dwight's biggest fan, trying to get him back to stay. So let's go with those two guys. Kobe Bryant or Dwight Howard? I I, I go to you. I'm going to say Kobe Bryant because he I've heard of him more than Dwight Howard. He's a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, I mean exactly I, I, I don't even know. That's please, that's not even uh, a question. That's, ridiculous. that's one of your drops. I go Dwight it? Howard and here's why. Because Kobe Bryant only got on Twitter I think like 6 months or so ago. Didn't that, he doesn't, get a, that doesn't matter. He got like a million followers like the first minute. Right. All right. Well, I got to figure Dwight Howard's been around for a long time and has been among the most marketable guys for at least, what, eight years now? I mean, I, I'll go Dwight Howard over a guy who just joined it. Rank, you're going Kobe? Of course. All right. All right. So Kobe did join about six months ago, did get a huge boost from China. He always does from Asia. Um, he was tweeting during the playoffs. He always does. <laughs> always does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they love him over there. Yeah, he always um, does. He had a huge boost from the playoffs because he was tweeting during games, and that became a huge story until he stopped 
Dwight Howard, though, he was one of the earlier guys on Twitter from the NBA. Huge following him and Shaq, and LeBron had like the. This is when he was still back with Orlando, so he was still uh-huh. a fan favorite. So got a lot of love. So he actually wins this at 4.2 million followers, while Kobe is at just a smidge under 3 million. So he's going to catch up, but Dwight's still. So Rank and I are now tied. I'm yep. over 2. Yeah. Oh, Rank and I so are 1 and 1. That doesn't seem like I'm going to check Black Dye's math. <laughs> it's not that I don't trust you. Can we move on, please? Yes. Hold yes, on. Do, not, do another not, one. Do we it. need a tiebreaker. I'm going to search it while All right. you're doing this one. Last one, as we just spoke about. Divisions, one of the biggest division rivalries and rivalries in all of the NFL. Niners and Seahawks, big fan bases, exuberant fan bases. So I'm actually going to go with the team Twitter handles. Who has more followers? Well, this is a tough one. And, well, you know what? I'm going to go with the opposite of what Rank does, and I'm going to be a gentleman and allow him to go first. Handsome <laughs> Hank, you choose. I think this one Oh, is that not gentlemanly? Well, no, no it's not gentlemanly to say you make the first decision. Well, I don't know if, if Rank, I don't know how Rank likes to roll. Is he going to be cowardly and just mirror my answer no matter what? I'll say, I'm saying. Why would I do that if I'm we're a tied? riverboat gambler. I'm going the other way no matter what he says. No, right. Even if I completely agree with him, I'm going other, the other way just for the shot at winning the crown. That's it. Now you Understood. go. Understood. I'm saying the 49ers. Okay. Seahawks. Seahawks. Here's the thing. They're both in that part of the country. They're all they're Silicon the 12th, Valley. Right, right, they're twelfth right. man. They have passionate fans. The 49er fans. Bah. Yeah, no, but Silicon no. Valley is right there. But so wait, isn't that that's basically Seahawks like do, Apple versus Microsoft, right? right? Are those the, the Seahawks same? do yeah. Twitter very well. Yes. They're very good at it. So, I'll just tell you that. I'm gonna go. Seahawks. I'm gonna go just based on. Well, again, to go against rank primarily, but primary. Uh, but I'm also gonna say Silicon Valley proximity to San Francisco. That's got to count for something. I mean, isn't that right? Larger potential fan base. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, it's a bigger city. All right, that's go- split. Well, you got the Raiders up there too, so it's probably mm. split. Mm. All right. Well, the Niners are my choice. Break the tie. Let us know how it goes. Is there a drum roll tie. in your armory? Black Do tie? it. Who's our winner today? So, the Niners and the Seahawks, all right? This is interesting because, as you said, good fan bases. But... It would have been more interesting if you would have just told us who <laughs> yes. was. But I, He's got to break it down. I got to break it down. I got to break it down. I have the numbers and the facts here. You guys, in front of me. We're, we're talking football, talking about the rap, rap guys. But when it's his turn to talk about Twitter followers, <laughs> I need 20 minutes. No one better at building Despite suspense. a fewer number of followers and no, fewer number of following and tweets, the Niners. Have almost double. They're wow. four hundred, oh, just over four hundred, and the Seahawks are at two hundred and thirty thousand. And it looks like, from look of things, it looks like the Niners are just great at using hashtags, using NFL Network, you know, NFL Network's handle. So they probably, they're probably just more. Well, they do. Media they actually savvy. produce. I don't know if the Seahawks do, but the Niners actually produce little shows and stuff around no, Joe Staley well. and they guys like that. They do a like great that. job with it. Oh, really? All yes. Right. Well, very good, and uh, muzzle tough to you both. So, why, and you it? chose that one because that's the best rivalry in 2013? Yeah, it is. All, of all football, right. Speaking but. of fan bases, though, can I just do a real quick uh, fan free agency update? Oh, got, yes. a, got a great recruiting call from the Tell Jets. everybody what this is about. Rank now, what, is seeking a team a for team? the 2013 season. He's gone without it for uh, well over a decade now. He hasn't had an allegiance with one particular NFL team. That changes this summer. He has vended out his services to teams. And shockingly, mm-hmm. some real NFL teams are responding now and saying, like we want you on board. They're recruiting yeah. him like a free agent. They are, yes. And the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars have been coming strong. Mm-hmm. They've participated 
in the uh, greatest movie bracket. They got Denard Robinson along with some of the other players to, to chime in with their favorite movies. Nice. You can check that out on NFL.com. I hope, I hope they don't find out what I thought of their new uniforms. But all right. I don't think they care. They're they're going after me. <laughs> maybe that'll be yeah. Maybe that'll be a virtue. Like yes, yes. anything that positions you against Amishek <laughs> will be good. Be perfect. But they're coming strong. I had a recruiting call with them, an actual, nice. not face to face, but over the phone conference call with the Jaguars staff. And you know, I I kind of threw my demands out there. Did I, you handle it like you were the one, like they were the job interviewee, or that you were? Well, they they were trying to pitch me. They were trying to woo me, and I said, well, I don't want to be I, – I can't give – you know, I'm not going to give a verbal right now or anything, but I'm going to tell them that uh, having Jack Youngblood be a native of Jacksonville works in their favor. Nice. And if they could somehow get me on stage with Leonard Skinnerd, that would also work in their favor very well. I mean, this seems – Almost, this sounds a little bit like blackmail. Is what it it's sounds not blackmail. Like. I, I didn't kinda, say it kind of I, I is. I didn't say it was contingent. You'll be my choice if you give me. I a didn't say. I didn't even say they'd be my choice. I just said it would be. You would be making a very strong case. I think that would be the best of all is if they somehow pull like, every string there is to get you on stage with Leonard Skinner, and then you choose the Cincinnati Bengals. Then <laughs> I would laugh and laugh. Now, I but the, what would be great is the moment where you do like at the press conference table and you. I'm, that's why I'm going with, and you pull out a hat. And oh, we're doing that. That'll be nice. I think we're going to have new era involved with that, so yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um, all right, looking forward to that. Okay, and then the other thing, speaking of music, we were talking about with Shiano, and not surprisingly, as a Jersey guy, he went with uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run for a road trip. Now, let me just explain where this came from. I was thinking over the weekend, I don't have a... A naturally sunny disposition, you know. I, you know, I struggle. What the what? I struggle to find a smile in the mirror sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. So I figured, you know what? Maybe I'll bring in outside influences. I've tried booze. I've tried it all, <laughs> and so far, <laughs> nothing can nothing. crack the code. But so I figured, listen, maybe some happy music. If I make, if I would make a a playlist. Beginning to end of nothing but happy songs, songs that make me feel that make me feel good. Then maybe that'll create something that I can ride through the day. You see, so I started cobbling them together, and then I I realized that they're all songs that I like to sing along to. Right, mm-hmm. and then I realized, well, really, what are we talking about? It's road trip. That's what it is. It's happy. You're in the car. You're singing. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you got some chums along for the ride. The point is. Road trip. I think that's how I want to couch them. So I've asked you all to uh, nominate some songs. Let me just tell you what, I, what where my head is on this. The Allman Brothers. Rank and I have had our debate about Allman Brothers versus Leonard Skinner. I like the Allman Brothers. I think Eat a Peach is the ultimate road trip album. If you have to throw one thing in, that's the one I'll go with. And I think that uh, Blue Sky is the you know the, the is is one song that would have to be on there for me. What about Mountain Song? Because then your trip's halfway over because it's a half hour. Well, that is – yeah, no, I'm not going to include that one, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, I, 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 that's, uh, but that's an interesting uh, thought. Then I went with some Grateful Dead because I'm a man of a certain age who, who you know, was reared listening to the, to the summertime happy songs of the Grateful Dead. So I'm going to go with Box of Rain and Scarlet Begonias. Ooh, uh, Sublime covered that. Let's see. That's that's what I don't know about. I'm sublime. Not, I know what Sublime. I know who Sublime are, but they don't compare. I'm sure I haven't heard the song, but I don't need to hear it. You haven't. You have never listened to the album Forty Ounces of Freedom. I've heard it. I heard it long ago, but it's not. But I, I hear you. That's fine. Talk about a whole album you could just put in. 
Then I went with. Then I went with. Now again, these are not my favorite songs necessarily. They're but happy they're good songs. road trip happy songs. Happy road about, trip yeah. songs. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Oh yeah, that makes me feel happy. It oh, does. talk about one that makes me want to boogie like nobody's business. Do you know this Bruno Mars song, "Locked Out of Heaven"? There hasn't been a pop song to come along since uh, Hey Ya by Outkast that makes Damashek move. Like what about Chumbawamba? No, <laughs> no, no. Listen, I'm the pop, the top 40 songs. This Bruno Mars song, Locked Out of Heaven, is is just dynamite. I, 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 so that one is on there, as is Hey Ya, as a matter of fact. Right. I'm okay. including that one. Rolling Stones, if I, if I you know, I'll go into... Uh, Exile on Main Street, Torn and Frayed is is uh, is in there. And then how she's can a you... rainbow. Well, there are a lot of there... I'm, yeah, that's a, I'm a big fan. There of are lovely songs on. Well, and by the way, how can we make a happy time CD and not include the song Happy on there from Exile on Main Street as well? So that's where my head is. And now, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing a lot of them are older songs. Yes, I'd find a way to get some totally REM in there. Totally tune out your audience by now, but keep going. Oh, well, pl- oh, then let's start with audience? you, Black Tie. Let's start with you. Why don't you contribute yeah. to the ultimate ro- road trip uh, CD? I and by the way, this really is a great idea. Music. This he's, is a great idea because... He's going to be right, too cool for school. It's yeah. summer. People are out on the road now. And when football season rolls around, presumably a lot of fans are going to travel to go see their games. How do you want to get ready for that game? You know what? With some happy songs. Well, I'm not a... Uh, I stopped doing a lot of music in the car a couple of years ago. I'm more, more of a podcast guy. <laughs> see, I'm not the... Hanson Hank need... was making a joke. I was making a joke and it came true. Well, see, I'm not... I you really know, like... I'm, so not, I'm, I'm a happy guy already. I don't need music to make me happy. I need something to make me think. I'm more of a pensive oh, guy. I <laughs> Do a podcast. Do some movie podcast. <laughs> I'm a happy guy. I need I'm, something to make me a less movie, happy. A movie podcast? You don't watch movies. Well, I watch movies... <laughs> <laughs> so true. After the '80s, you, same way you don't watch, you haven't seen anything in the past seven, six years. I was just if in the I theater do, seeing Star if Trek. If I do listen to music though in the car, it's, not, it's songs that make me sing along, and that takes me <laughs> All back. Right. Okay. That, that even takes me back as far back. I'm not even going to be ashamed to say this takes me as far back as to some Backstreet Boys songs. You know, I could break oh, no. in a tune. This and, is and, not and in my rip. car. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, I'm not, I have no shame in my game. I take it way back to that. All right, well, back. name one. Um, show me the meaning of being lonely. Of, 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 uh, I don't know that song. Uh, they had a couple more. I mean, I had my family big Backstreet Boys fans. So I, I want it that, that for sure. way. Tell me why. I'm not singing okay. along with you. Oh, well, I have a new impression I want to share with you right now. Too, Please by do. The way. It's been playing on cable, uh, the, and uh, Handsome Hank just watched it too. We were talking about it before. Dark Knight Return. What is it called? Dark Knight Rises. The, that one with Bane, mm-hmm. like as I, it, Bane goes like this. I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body. How was that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Wait, I'm gonna try that one. Let me try that one. Now's not the time for what does he say? Now's not the time for something or other. Now's not the time for fear, Doctor. It's pretty good. I'm gonna kill you, Batman. <laughs> That's not even that. in that movie, no. I'm going to make sweet love to Catwoman. Something like now that. you're going off. That's not that's a movie. Off, that's off script. Speak of the devil. And he will appear. And he will appear. Have no fear. Say? Underdog is here. 
Now, see, now you're throwing me off with that. Don't deem me the... Hey, oh. Shay. Yeah, that's what you're doing. No, it's not you're what so I'm doing off. at all. You don't understand Bane. You don't know what, he, what his inner turmoil is I think is I about. understand Bane. Um, I've read the uh, books. Handsome Hank, please. Get um, us back on track. Here's one I like to get me smiling in the car. I think that was your original point. Yeah. Marlena Shaw, California Soul. It's, it's local. Uh, it's a great, great song. Don't know that. Is that a new song? No, no, no. It's very old. Cal- well, uh, now you have me thinking California, California Dreaming. Soul, uh-huh. Marlena Shaw. Mar- Marlena Shaw. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Old, and, like 60s yeah. old or 70s? Yeah. 60s old. All right. Um, That's the also, only one? No, oh. and then then something mo- a little more modern, but probably still over your head, a band called Alabama Shakes. You know I've heard of Alabama Shakes. They're good. They're very good. Are they, they, they're they like modern along. country kind of Yes, yeah, uh, kind of. Not country. Uh, Rocky. These, so a California band and Alabama Shakes. No English infusion here for us. Well, we talked about uh, the Stones. I think that you, know, you have to take okay. them in the car with you. Uh, I've told you before, I'm I'm a big Radiohead fan, but I don't suspect that that's the type of thing that gets a smile on your face. No, no. I guess that wouldn't um, make it. So I'm trying I would to take them with me, but what's I wouldn't a Beatles necess- song though that would make sense there? Hey Jude, um, Hey Jude's a good hey sing along song. That's song. a good singing right. one. Um, um, you could go with. I mean, anything. Oh, you can take all of those with you. I, you know what though? You you have me thinking. Paul McCartney. And George Harrison both made solo yes. great songs to sing along with. Uh, what's the Hare Krishna song? The uh, uh, I know exactly. Oh, uh, my sweet love. My right. That's the name of that song. And then uh, and then how about Band on the Run? The I band that you know they're not a good band, but that song is a great one yep. to sing along with. Right. How about you, Rank? Oh, I have a big list. I should put this on my Summer of Rank page because they Fine. they don't they're not able to update that enough. But fair enough. I think Lido Shuffle. Whatever that comes on. What is Lido Shuffle? Lido Shuffle by... Uh, Lido. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's a fun song to sing along with. That'd be good. Saturday Night's All Right by Elton John. Oh, yeah, I, Elton you know what? John's another Tiny good one. Dancer is Tiny, Tiny da- Dancer exactly is what one. I was going to say. Yeah, you just, re- you just recreate the scene from, yep. uh, from uh, what's it called? Almost Famous. That's a, Yeah, that's a great one. I, every time Come On Eileen... That's on. a good one. I, I will. I, I become. Come on, Eileen is. You know, Men at Work had a lot of good sing along ones too. That might be a. Fun, that, they have be, a. Oh, who can, not not necessarily who can it be, but like Johnny B. Good. Down under. Down under. Overkill. Uh huh. It's a mistake. Like they really turned out a, a lot mistake. of. Mistake. It's a mistake. Um. <laughs> Neither of you. How I like you're singing different songs. Then, yeah. by the way. No, it's different parts of the song. I was wondering what would break. Wait, 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 that wasn't it. I was wondering. Now I've lost it. You see what happens? My impressions, they're golden, but they're elusive. And then they, they, slip, they, they, they slip they get through away. my yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering what would break fast. Your spirit or your body? I started to come back right at the what end. What about Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue? No. I don't. Whoa. Like, no, no hair band music. That is one uh, cardinal rule that uh, I will lay down here. All right. Well, listen, feel free to hashtag that to us to hashtag DDFP and we'll put together the ultimate list. Let's have that one done before I hit the road. I'm going to Lake Tahoe for that celebrity golf tournament in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Some big names out there. Michael Jordan. He's in the news right now for uh, a little a little uh, anecdote shared by uh, XVJ from MTV Kennedy. Look that one up on the online. That's an entertaining story. I'm really hoping that Mario Lemieux shows up. And be forewarned, 
if I sit down with Mario Lemieux and I and I interview for him him for ten or fifteen minutes, we may not do another podcast for the rest of the year. We will have a new podcast for you each week, but it will be the same podcast every time. You'll tune it on. It'll be Dave and Mario Lemieux talking about the same thing, and you'll listen to it in heaven. You know, works, I'll works for me. Good. Totally works. For me. <laughs> oh, black tie, so put out. So put. You know what? How about this? Let's wrap up the show then. With a little tidbit, next uh, in next episode we've got uh, the return of something special, a holiday treat for everybody. Adam Rank, it's been too long since he's done a Adam Rank Gridiron podcast for kids. It's going to return with one of his all-time favorites, Jack Youngblood of the L.A. Rams. So we'll get to that one on the next episode. But right now, Black Tie, give us a shout-out, why don't you? It's time for Black Tie Shoutouts. I like to give a shout-out to. Give a shout-out to. I just want to give a shout-out to you. All right, guys. Shout-out this week. I haven't done one in a while. Sorry. I just I had, it had to come from, from, from the heart. It had to be legitimate. It had to be something I felt in the moment. Mm-hmm. So my shout-out this week, speaking of movies, I actually saw World War Z. This past weekend, I saw that too. You saw it the weekend before. I thought it was all right. I think it was great. I, it was it's it's a movie that it sets up a sequel. That's, it would have been well. It would have been a, what it, it would have been spectacular if there weren't so many other zombie genre things. Out. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, all right. That's another yeah. zombie. That's another thing with zombies. Why don't those zombies want to eat people? That's the thing. That what are they? They just kill for the sake for the for the pleasure of hey, killing. Don't, don't spoil anything. Now. They but that's not spoiling anything. Sam, they just want to bite. They they bite you. They they they. they bite you they kill you but at least in in walking dead they eat you so there was a need to do it what are they getting out of there killing these people they bite them and then goodbye to you then they, they become zombies either way so i watched this Don't at, either uh, way me all right go ahead the theater i watched this in was one of those uh dining theaters you know we have it's a nice little lounge you know mm-hmm. you can you can order food as you're watching i've you never know, done kick that back that... you kick back in your seats and uh, just relax it's pretty sweet so, you know, I had, I had a little something to eat as Wait, well. Wait, so it's a movie theater where you get to kick back and relax. So. No, 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 I mean, you can literally recline your chairs and oh, lay okay. down. Okay. Like, so I had, my seats were pretty up close to the front, but once you lay back down, it's it doesn't even bother gotcha, you. Gotcha, gotcha. So my shout-out, though, goes to the people who have to work in those theaters because what's the one thing about me that you know I absolutely hate? I mean, other than this podcast, podcast. Other than that. Podcast. You hate American <laughs> football. You, you hate uh, being Music. polite. <laughs> polite society bothers I'm you. A polite guy. You don't, you don't hold the door the open only for one, people. The only one that he has an issue with is polite. <laughs> right. Yes, he hates the podcast. What yes, else? he hates American football. And yes, he hates music. There's something else about movies and TV shows that I absolutely... You hate movies. Oh, come on. I love movies and TV shows. There's something else. I dislike and hate spoilers. Don't bring spoilers to my ah, front door. Right. Do not like it. So my shout-out goes to the people who have to work in those theaters who have to come and take my order during a movie they they might not have seen yet, but they have to come take my order. And and as a result, they end up seeing what they don't want to see and end up being spoiled. So that would be an extremely tough job for me because if I had a call and it's like I'm watching a movie and it's, I know it's like 10 minutes left in the movie and I have to go answer, I had to go you know get an order, I would not go. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be in there and be spoiled for a movie I want to see. I love your okay? shout outs. I really do. I really love them. So my shout the out to those guys. So that's tough. I generally embrace your shout outs. I encourage them against my better judgment. Handsome Hank and Rank pull me aside and they whisper, "Why do you allow that nonsense?" Why I say, "Cause I, like- I don't, I don't pull you aside. I say it right now." <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> I like it, but that one makes no. If you're uh, if you're an employee at the movie theater and you want to see the movie, I'm sure you get to see it for I know. free. I, well, I, you're I know. Assuming, I know you're you're assuming that they get to see it before they have to work a few more a few shifts. Obviously, well, they get to see movies for free, but they're not always like if you mm-hmm. if you're doing the midnight showing of let's say Man of Steel. Chances are you haven't seen that before the midnight showing, but now you have to go in and work that and be spoiled when you while you're working. I would I would not work that day. Well, I'm glad you brought, mentioned Superman because that reminds me. Even though he's not eligible for this, we started uh, last week. I guess it was the best action hero thing. We're going to get to that in the next episode along with Jack Youngblood, but we will cut it off right here. And, uh, and we'll visit with you again. We'll have something for you on Independence Day, so be on the lookout for that. Or you'll listen to it on Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday, whenever your pleasure. That's the beauty of the podcast. So with that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.